Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Freight Friday from us here at AM Transportation. My name is Elliot Brazil, uh, as always, and I'm joined here today with the one and only Dallas Racklin. Yep, Dallas is our uh, marketing guru here. He's with the Squirrelworks team and he helps us with a lot of the content and the good stuff uh, that we put out, including uh, this piece. So we have him to thank for a lot of the good content <laughs> that we're uh, pushing out. So like we said, this is Freight Friday from us here at AM Transport. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. So uh, top of the show today, we're going to be looking at kind of national uh, indices as provided to us by our friends at Sonar. Uh, looking at national contract volumes, they're still staying above that 2018 uh, level, um, although they have dropped a little bit. But we're keeping a close eye on those to see uh, where volumes end up as we march through the end of October here. Um, in terms of contract rejections, uh, they jumped on Thursday. They're up at 5.18% as of Thursday um, for the country as a whole. So we're really keeping an eye on uh, where those are going to end up. Obviously, those are tightly correlated with uh, rate pressure. So as they increase, uh, generally, you see upward rate pressure. Um, so speaking of rejections, we wanted to kind of touch on uh, a specific market that um, we don't necessarily keep a super close eye on here, but saw some big moves kind of to cap the week uh, this week. That's the Norfolk market. Um, so saw a very large jump in inbound volume on Thursday. Uh, volume, so basically loads terminating in that Norfolk market uh, increased by about 35% in one day, which is... Large. Obviously significant. Yeah. Um, you don't need to be a data scientist to know that that's a significant <laughs> jump. So yeah, so saw a big yep. inbound volume surge, and then we saw inbound tender ejections uh, spike from below 3% um, across all tenders going into that market up above 13%. So obviously that is also yep. a large jump. Um, long haul rejections coming into that market now above 30%. Uh, so something is happening there. Um, there is pressure, uh, somebody is moving uh, stuff into that Norfolk market, so we expect uh, a little bit of rate pressure for loads terminating there as kind of demand increases. So if you're a shipper uh, getting moving stuff into that Norfolk uh, market area, uh, definitely keep a close eye on the situation because we expect you'll be paying more than you yeah. were at the beginning of the week. So Elliot, then what I guess is kind of going on in that Norfolk uh, market that's really leading to these numbers? Mm -hmm. So we know the Port of Virginia is is uh, inside of yeah. that Norfolk market area, right? So um, the loaded TEU numbers that we're looking at um, are sort of aggregated monthly. So the last numbers we can look at are from September. Okay. Uh, there's looks like there's a usually a seasonal dip in September and then numbers kind of increase mm -hmm. then in October. So we're kind of guessing that this is being driven by exports okay. going out of the Port of Virginia. Yeah. So there's stuff kind of long-haul stuff moving into uh, that port that's then being loaded onto container ships and being exported. Okay. Yeah, if you guys are manufacturers in that area, let us know kind of what you're seeing out there, what's moving. We definitely yeah. would like to know. Yeah. It's always good to, you know, it's good to look at the data, but it's really cool to hear from people who yeah. are seeing what's happening on yeah, the ground. Absolutely. Um, so, and then we kind of wanted to talk, uh, keeping in the vein of uh, manufacturers, yeah. 
uh, or warehousing guys? Like, what can these guys be doing in terms of marketing efforts um, to improve, it, just to improve their marketing efforts? Yeah, great question. So, really, I think a lot of times manufacturers um, and just distributors as a whole, they're getting pounded via phone calls, via emails, by 3PLs, freight brokers. Um, and probably even some carriers that really want to be partners with them and help get their freight moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the things that we've done here at AM Transport to kind of um, hyper-focus hyper on who our ideal partners are is really just create content around who your ideal partner kind of looks like. So um, if, you're, if you're a manufacturer and you really work with 3PLs, highlight in some content, whether that's a blog or maybe a video, what does your ideal partner look like? What are some of the things that you really look for with that 3PL, whether it's technology, is that customer service, uh, whatever it is that you check the boxes to get your ideal providers, create content around that because then um, people in the sales departments and those trucking companies and those freight brokerages are going to consume that content and realize it's probably going to be a little bit of a waste of time if I go to contact this the shipper, this manufacturer, if content clearly says, hey, I'm not a great fit for this company. Right. So that's one of the main things that I would recommend. A lot of times um, when I have some free time, I'm looking at manufacturers, websites, and, and some of the stuff that they're producing. A lot of times it's it's just not something that gets thought of in, in producing content. Um, a lot of websites and social media campaigns, they just don't have that out there. Um, and it's just, it's because it's not a core competency of your business and we get that. Um, but there's, there's partners out there in the marketing world um, that specialize in manufacturers and distributors. Um, so that would be my biggest um, piece of advice is reach out to um, an industry specific agency or marketing provider yeah. um, that could really help you guys fine tune some of your content to really um, hyper-focus on who you think would be your ideal partners. So it's really about uh, producing content to drive engagement, not just drive engagement, yeah. but drive the right kind of engagement. Correct, and that's the thing I think a lot of people forget about is we want these these uh, vanity metrics, we want high click counts, we want just huge numbers, but ultimately, if it's not the right audience, having a million people view that content um, may not be as good as having 100 people view that content. If it's the 100 correct people, right. it's going to drive the results that you want and may do better than having a million people look on it if it's the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So you heard it here first. I know Dallas uh, does a lot of marketing efforts. Yeah. And uh, you know any needs, obviously, uh, industry-specific can be uh, directed at you. I mean, yeah. you guys do a great job. You you uh, help us with all our efforts, You yeah. know, including, like we said at the beginning, including this piece. So thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Uh, Give us a like, give us a share if you enjoyed what you saw and found it useful and think that some of your contacts on uh, LinkedIn uh, would also find it useful. Um, And throw a comment in the comments section. Let us know, like we said, kind of what you're seeing on the ground um, or what you'd like to see in a future episode of Freight Friday. Uh, You know, we will cater to Uh, what you guys want to see out there. So with that, until next time, good luck out there, guys.